What's going on, everybody? Legends of the Internet has returned for our second episode of our newest season. For me, Deanie, and my co-host, Ghosty, we are here to bring you the story of Boogie2988. For those of you... Yes. <laughs> for those of you watching on YouTube, you'll be getting to watch all the DLC characters from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate fighting against each other. But for those of you listening on the podcast or app, uh, applications, you won't be able to. So you'll just be able to listen to me and Ghosty here for this episode. But... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> oh, boy. So... Guys, let's get into it. Boogie2988. Man, the only reason I know about this guy was because of Psycho Dad. Oh, mm-hmm. That's how I first discovered him. Uh, this was actually not part of the Psycho series itself, but he was in a another series that Jesse did where he was a... What was it? He was a sort of character where he portrayed himself as like a crazy fan, a crazy Psycho Dad fan. Where he caught, mm-hmm. like where he had a blow up doll with Jesse's face on it, and uh, <laughs> and he would, he always tried to hug him and everything. He's like, "You're gonna be living in my house." <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the type of character he played, and then eventually, like, the, uh, yeah. there was also one moment where he went goes crazy in like another series that they did and they become and they like relive the ending of the psycho series where he's the one with the gun at the end and he's about to oh. kill and he's like I'm gonna kill you Jesse I'm gonna kill you psycho dad <laughs> that's how I knew that's all I knew about him but I didn't really know uh, the character behind him or the person right, behind uh, him when uh when was this 20, um, uh 2016 Oh, okay. So yeah. about three years ago, but I knew that I knew that he did a Francis character like way before that. But that's how he became famous was the Francis character. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, big is uh, like the satire of a video game guy that just all he wanted to do was play video games, and his ex-wife or his wife at the time, I should say, just recorded all of his uh, dealings. And, he, mm-hmm. and he'd be having like a, <laughs> I was like, I just want to play Pokemon. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, and he has he has that like nerdy like lisp thing yeah. going on. <laughs> it's like I don't care if it's Thanksgiving. I want to play more Pokemon. Where's my Mountain Dew? <laughs> yep, there's the big one. <laughs> we can't afford Mountain Dew. What do you mean we can't afford Mountain Dew? It's like, oh my Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he did like this whole compilation. And yeah. I watched the whole compilation. <laughs> it's like what do you mean i didn't yeah. get anything for christmas i'm gonna smash the tree oh here's the present right over here ah more games i love you and by the way you can i could tell from the psycho series that jesse actually took a few things from boogie because there's a like oh the whole christmas thing where he like takes the tree but jesse wants up it because he burns the christmas tree but it ends the same exact <laughs> way of the story oh, wow <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, very, very over the top, uh, Matt. But... <laughs> and eventually people got to see Boogie a little bit because he was like, yeah, guys, besides the Francis character, I'm going to be demonstrating my uh, my personality a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to lose weight. 
And that's what got people into him because he was very authentic and he was this like this big cuddly teddy bear. And everybody mm-hmm. just wanted to be involved in him. They wanted to know about his like his favorite games. You know, like he wanted to know what they thought of like what he thought about personally and you know, people started getting attracted more to the char- uh, the person behind the character rather so than the character. And that's how he was able to keep his um his fame, to be quite honest. Because the Francis character right. was dying a little bit and then you know got more focused on the Boogie character, so to speak. Well, not the Boogie. I mean, people think that Boogie's actually a character to be for some uh, for some reason, but uh Boogie is a very likable guy, it seems like when you first see him, and that's what people got attracted to. Right, yeah. Uh, but things really, I mean, people were just like, oh my god, you're losing weight, I can't wait to see your journey and what type of stuff you do to, like, lose all the weight. And that, you know, those, those I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I'm doing for myself right now, but I'm doing that separately on um, Instagram and all that jazz. But um, mm-hmm. I, it's something that most of us can relate to. I would think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've I've had uh, you know problems kind of with that too, mostly because I had a uh, thyroid problem starting back at the beginning of college, you know. So, you know, it it is very relatable, kind of wanting to better yourself in that way. And you know, I'm you know I'm sure it was you know kind of nice for him to see people kind of being supportive of him on that and just. Uh, yeah, just hanging out for the ride, so. But then we got to see a little bit more of Boogie's views, so to speak. This all started mm-hmm. at VidCon when he was on a panel with Anita Sarkeesian, best known for her uh, Women in Trope series when it comes to, you know, women in video games, trying to figure that mm-hmm. out. And of course, all the backlash happened with her because they didn't, uh, you know, that's a whole story for another episode. But... They did a panel together, and I think before that, uh, she was on a panel, and she was talking bad about his friend uh, Sargon of Akkad, and I think they got into, I think he yelled out something to her, whatever, but this, uh, afterwards, I think they had a discussion after, or even before, with their panel, and he went on the H3H3 podcast, you're seeing a trend here, uh, from the last Mm -hmm. episode. (laughs) Right. But... First of all, he talked about how kind Anita Sarkeesian was and how how he felt that there really wasn't any malice and it wasn't really coming from a bad place. And that kind of pissed people off in a sense because if you're if you're pro Anita Sarkeesian, you're pro Gamergate, and if you're pro Gamergate, then you're an enemy of the enemy of the, the cause, so to speak, to silence her. Um uh, yeah. So there was that. And then also, there was also this stance he had about gay marriage. He all, he said that, yeah, gay marriage is great, but I don't think we should legalize it. Because, you know, there's too many people that hate it right now. I was like, wait, let's wait until it's, like, actually accepted all across the board. And then, because I don't want, I don't want people getting killed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um... Uh, yeah, because... <laughs> Hard to digest, I know. Yeah, the the thing is, you know, of course, about that, it's like, 
I mean, you really don't know what's going to happen in the future. And maybe by doing this, it will be, you know, more accepted. And it's like, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. You know, people, people do want that and they, they got it. It is legalized here. Um, and I think that's a great thing. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm not really, I'm not quite following that logic there. <laughs> well, I, yeah, most people didn't. They felt like right. he was trying to appease the the the, the naysayers, the uh, the ones that were. A, he's trying to play both sides of the coin, pretty much. He's trying to be a centrist, so to speak. Um, yeah. This yeah. is and this is kind of what people got interested in. Like, oh, is he a people pleaser? Is he just trying to? And that's what people started to get a sense of as time went on, because then he would be defending certain things and he would be trying to appease everybody, especially ones that criticized them. Like, Oh, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. And then he'll try the other people that criticize the criticizers. He'd be like, Oh, I'm sorry about that. He was just trying to, uh, he was trying to please everybody a hundred percent, which is not factual. You can't do it. It's impossible. Right. Right. So eventually, his weight loss also started getting in the way of a lot of things. You could mm-hmm. definitely tell that he definitely was not losing weight. He was staying the same. And as fame as, 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 as the fame was getting or starting to get bigger for him, uh, there wasn't really much of a reason for him to do so, in a sense. I mean, mm-hmm. you could definitely tell that he wasn't putting in the effort. He wasn't putting a lot of time. He just didn't care, and his fans were starting to starting to acknowledge this to him and even to say, hey, you know, you really need to get back on track. You need to start getting it, and he's like, shut up, guys. Like, stop trying to, stop trying to do this to me, man. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do my thing here. It's like, you know, this is tough. It's not easy. And then some fans are even considering leaving him, and then he said something along the lines of, you know, if if my fans start leaving me, I'm gonna go kill myself. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, um, not something to be taken lightly when someone says that. So. Yeah, then this is where people are starting to understand that he is a narcissist in a way, kind of like pro Jared in a sense, but he took things to the extreme, saying trying to keep people into an emotional abusive type of relationship between him and his fans. Like, Oh, if you leave me, I'm going to go kill myself and I'll be doing all this harm. And then you would want the ones being responsible for it. Right. And, you know, clearly there, there, there is a lot wrong with that. And you can tell that there is something going on with him. Like if anyone is compelled to say this, you can, you can tell like, Something is not right with this person, whether they need, you know, help or just, I don't know, learning not to do things like that. But no, that's that's not that's no longer um, being the uh, the really, you know, uh, nice, calm person that he was before. That is a, a total 180. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, some are saying that he was finally revealing his true colors. And yeah. Because of that, there were more things that came out. There were some mm-hmm. things that he said that was just really bad. Uh, one of them was he was, well, first of all, he was crying when he was saying this. 
uh, I think some woman criticized him and he said something along the lines of like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to like kill you. I'm going to make sure you suffer fate worse than death as he was crying, like saying these terrible things about her. Yeah, N no. <laughs> uh, and there was also a podcast that he was on where he was talking about a friend of his dying of cancer and him laughing about it. And the and the other and the other hosts were like, "Whoa, wait, what? Like, how's that funny?" Right? And, yeah. And he said something along the lines of uh, later on after he got criticized for it. It was an inside joke between me and my friend. It was something that we would often laugh about when it came to you know trying to get through this rough time and all this stuff. And I guess I guess people didn't understand the inside joke behind it. But even then. If it's an inside joke, most people are not going to understand it anyway. So, of course, they're going to have that reaction right away. Right, yeah. And I, I think I remembered, too, kind of about that, that he was saying he and, he and that friend, I think, had... They had both come from, like, difficult upbringings. Yes. Or upbringings, and so they kind of, like, had, like, a kind of a you know, like an inappropriate kind of sense of humor because that's how they dealt with it. That is kind of how he explained it. But, of course, if you just say that in passing to people who don't know, you know, that, you know, I mean, I'm sure even even still some people are going to be like, well, maybe still you shouldn't say that because, you know, they're, they're gone now. Um, you know, maybe you should be more respectful, but or maybe yeah, at least I don't explained know. it better, like during the show or something. Right. Yeah. So, kind of doing it after the fact. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little late there. So. Uh, but yeah. okay, and there's some other things. So I think he was mm -hmm. he was streaming another game, and he happened to have. I think he was a teammates with somebody, and I think this player mentioned that he was in a broken home and that he lost his parents and he kind of just like shrugged it off like oh i lost my parents too so like big deal Can't, i'm not gonna like quote him verbatim but it was pretty bad like hearing it even the player was like wait what i just told you i've been in like in a broken home and you know i'm going through a lot of shit and he's just like yeah so have i but look at me <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> so uh, again, uh, being sort of casual about something, maybe you shouldn't be casual about it. Just kind of having a weird tone there. So, yeah, th things are kind of stacking up with these, aren't they? Did you see his Twitch stream, or did you hear about his Twitch stream that happened recently? Uh, n no, I don't believe I have. Okay, so um, he was playing World of Warcraft. And there was one point where a fan asked him a question about all the hate he's been getting. Uh -huh. And so he goes on to this rant. And at some point in the rant, he says that there are three types of fans. And the worst are trolls. The ones that just hate for no reason. And he said... Oh, okay. Yeah, I know this. <laughs> okay, all right. And for, yeah. And some of you, I, I would just caution, if you've not heard about this boogie story at all, you might want to... You might want to sit down and, like, make sure that you're somewhere where you're not going to, like, break anything, okay? Because some people might get offended over this. Right. <laughs> Bo, he 
decided to attack these trolls. But in a more way, worse than Christian, I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so he says that uh, with trolls, they don't stand for anything. They're the lowest of the low in life. Like, even Nazis, they're even worse than Nazis and rapists. Because at least Nazis and rapists stand for something. And he repeats that twice in that stream. Like, on a consistent basis. And he's like, am I defending Nazis? Yeah, I am. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, so, now that we've braced for impact, um, yeah, that that is something that he said. And I think he, he made a follow-up video pretty much reiterating, like, I'm standing by what I'm saying here. Like, you know. Uh... Yeah, really not a good thing to say. So really got an understanding of the implications. But then later on Twitter he realized, yeah. "Oh shit, I said something that I probably shouldn't have said and I really need to get off of Twitter." Or I just really need Yes. To, or just in general, I'll just get offline. Right. Yeah. Um uh so Yeah, whereas uh maybe most people would kind of brush off trolls and be like, huh, well, I don't know, that's a thing, I guess. Um, I guess, yeah, this is a very extreme reaction. And, uh, yeah, I don't really like hearing that quote, so. <laughs> so that's something you want to relive or, like, overhear again. But that was the breaking point for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, I yeah. There are several people that have tried to help him, though, especially with his weight loss. There was one specific mm -hmm. YouTuber that actually tried to reach out to his friends, family, and fans to try to get him some help. And he went after this person, saying, like, fuck you, man. Like, like I don't need your help. Like, I don't need anything. I don't need anybody's help. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't necessarily think that's true. Uh, you know... Just... I mean, I know not just anybody can help someone with a lot of issues, but, you know, I don't, yeah, very strange reaction. Well, he certainly doesn't want to take the advice, and then even this particular YouTuber even tried to explain it more, and then even called him out on some of the things that he was saying, because I think he accused him of, like, trying to, you know, make money off of him, it was like coming up with all these smear campaigns because that's, of course, what you do when you're faced with a situation like that. You, can't, If you, there's something you don't like and you know you have nothing on them that you can get them on, then it's a total smear. And Right, yeah. It, it's the same thing that would happen with the, the girl that he signed up with. Did you hear about this? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh. Okay, so it was it was well it, it was found out that Boogie went on a sugar daddy website. Oh yeah, yeah. And <laughs> okay. So let, let's just paint the picture. So Boogie is in his forties. Yes. Wait, we got forgot to mention his age. So he's a he's in his forties, and he's on a website app that involves like finding. Well, in his place, a sugar baby. 
but it's also for men or women that want to get a sugar daddy or a sugar mommy pretty much. It's kind of like Tinder except there's money involved. You actually pay people to keep their company. And the way they can get around this, and it's not prostitution, is the sense there's no sex exchanged. Um, and there's no money exchanged. It's in the form, yeah. it's in the form of gifts. So you, it's mm-hmm. perfectly legal to be sending gifts to people instead of money, and it's and you you can get away with no prostitution at all. So he meets this girl. We'll just call her Pikachu. We won't reveal her name at all. But <laughs> okay. But Pikachu uh, started seeing Boogie for a few months. Started living with him actually. Uh, he would get very upset. And by the way, this is all after he divorced his wife. And the reason we are glossing over the the divorce a little bit is because his ex-wife signed an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, saying that he would not, she would not say anything or expose anything about Boogie after they divorced. And she signed it completely not wanting to be involved with this at all. So after the divorce, he, he sees Pikachu. Lives with him and... She wanted to go out and make some money because Pikachu is a cam girl. And she does mm-hmm. things on camera and she goes does porn shoots in California. And she needed to make a living. So she had a, uh, she had a gig in, I believe, California. And she was asking permission from Boogie if she can go out and do this gig in California. He's like, no, why are you leaving this? You don't need to leave the house. Like, why all this? And she reveals all this in a video. And she had to put up with this for a few months. And after they split, she decided mm-hmm. to come forward with this. And then this circulated online. And then Boogie started going on in a campaign saying, no, she wasn't the one that wanted to leave. I wanted her to leave. She just wouldn't want to leave. So he goes on Keemstar's drama alert show to try to defend himself. And... As soon as he starts put making his case and not hearing anything or at least not accepting what Pikachu is saying, all these smears went up against Pikachu and she was practically silenced. And Boogie got away scot-free from all of the, you know, the sort of emotional abuse that he was giving her, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And it goes to a broader point of this power on YouTube where... If you have that many subscribers and you're that well-known, you can practically get away with anything, in a sense, because fans will defend you to the core, or certain people. And it's mostly with, I I would say that if you're a woman and you try to go up against a a, a man that has a big YouTube channel, it's kind of tough to make a case and it's kind of tough to call them out because there's always this fear of, oh my god, I'm going to get called out and I'm going to lose myself and... All this, all this stuff. Right, right. And I think, I mean, I think probably because, you know, I've, (laughs) I've never been in any type of situation close to this, but from what I can tell, you know, when you're in or when you're like, you sign up for this kind of relationship with another person where there's a lot of money involved, you know, that always it seems to me that's always going to be like a controlling situation. Um, so I, I, I don't really think that's a good idea in the first place. Um, that's not, you know, to excuse the way that Boogie acted. If this is, um, if this is true, 
but you know it's it seems like that type of situation is going to lead to something bad and so i'm not sure why yeah anyway <laughs> yeah i mean you see what you saw what happened when heidi called out pro jared you know she got yes. she got all the smears after it and it like i was yeah. saying it goes mm-hmm. into that thing again but uh keemstar is a big is a big friend of uh, boogies uh, so much so that he even called him out after the Twitch stream happened, and they said, "Look, enough's enough, dude. Like, what the what the fuck is this?" He went on this entire rant about Boogie and the whole Twitch thing. It's like, dude, we try to help you, all right, and you just you you just don't give a shit, man. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Keemstar is pretty much friends with everybody except Idubs. <laughs> I would say. I mean. Uh, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Well, except Leafy, too, because we covered this in the Keemstar video. He has a no longer a friendship with uh, Leafy, either. I mean, is it really possible for Keemstar to be friends with someone? <laughs> well, I mean, I, and I covered this in the, uh, the uh, FoozyTube episode, too. He tried to help FoozyTube, and he went on a... And FoozyTube wouldn't listen to reason at first. I mean, you know... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Keemstar really goes out and tries to get these YouTubers to, like, try to see reason. And with Boogie, it just wasn't happening, no matter how much he tried to help. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I guess, when it really got to this point. But, yeah, you can tell that there is a pretty big ego problem happening there. Well, so. I mean, the Twitch was what really set it off. I think, that, like I said, that was the breaking point for a lot of people. But this was over the course of yeah. two years. At some mm-hmm. point in these two years, uh, the only true people that were his friends uh, that stuck by him and still stick by him are Jesse from the Psycho Dad series and Kid Behind the Camera from the Angry Grandpa series. I mean, in a mm-hmm. sense, they've all pretty much owed their careers to him. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, except for, well, I, I shouldn't say that about Angry Grandpa, because that was like, that went back to like 2010. I mean, God, the old, uh, right. the, yeah. the old videos, man, jeez. But they they stayed close with him, and they haven't really faltered. They haven't really said anything bad about him. I mean, he's a part of Storyfire, which is uh, Jesse's like alternative to YouTube. Uh, he posted stuff on there. And, oh, speaking of that, there was this issue with a Tesla. I don't know if you know about oh, this. I think I think I uh, saw some brief information about this, but I don't know the whole story. Okay, so Jesse had convinced Boogie to buy a Tesla because Jesse bought a Tesla. Uh, Jesse mm-hmm. took a break from YouTube for a while to try to rediscover himself, and while he was doing that, he bought a Tesla for himself, and he was test riding it with his family and friends, and Boogie happened to be one of his friends that he was test driving the Tesla with. And while they're mm-hmm. test driving it, uh, he makes some type of, uh, I can't, I, I want to say it was like a pedophile joke. Like he would have sex with his kids or whatever, um, in the car. And I think oh. Jesse was making fun, like laughing about it. Like they were, they were laughing about it. And I think like book, I think Jesse was making fun of him a little too much. And Boogie was like, why are you laughing so hard? Yeah. <laughs> and Bookie has also said something along the lines like the reason why I don't have kids is like cuz I don't want to be like my parents and end up molesting them. Yeah, I think I I heard that quote too. Um just kind of like he said that he didn't want to be 
abusive. And it's yeah. like, but we'll, ex- oh, we'll, we'll explain okay. later. Cause there's a reason why he thinks that, but the Tesla story, yeah. Jesse yeah, wants yeah. to get wants to say, Hey, look, you need to, you need to treat yourself. So get yourself a Tesla. Now Tesla is yeah. like 10 grand. So he was, it, yeah, he was making plans to get the Tesla and he realized, Oh shit. I'm going to have to be paying a lot of this off, and I'm going to be basically bankrupt if I buy this car. So he's asking mm-hmm. his fans to buy to give money so that he could buy a $10,000 Tesla instead of... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> instead of getting things for his weight loss, things to help him with his issues. None of that... Mm-hmm. Help me get a Tesla. Yeah, that's uh, that's really not a necessity. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like the bare necessities. You don't uh, that doesn't something that you would want. But you know, because here's all the money that he spent on. He spent money getting quad uh, gastric surgery, so that he can it, uh, yes, so that he can gain lose some bit weight. I mean, now he's, I mean, he used to start out to like 500, 600 pounds, and then he got to about 350. I think the last time I saw him weigh himself was 356, and I think this was a few weeks ago. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so he got down to 350. He's like, you know what, I'm just going to stay at this weight. I don't really need to change anything. And it was like through all of this, I mean, the Tesla thing, the the comments, the random things that he says... Like, fans mm-hmm. are just really getting upset, and there was, a, like, a time where he finally started to um, tell his story back in 2018. So this was, like, a year before the Twitch comments happened. But he tells a personal story about his childhood and how he grew up. Uh, it's mostly stemming from his mom. His mom pretty much uh, not only uh, physically abused him, but men- mentally abused him. Uh, there was like a point where he would be sleeping in his bedroom or in her bedroom. He didn't have a room of his own. Uh, she would also abuse his siblings, and but there came a point where both of them like got out of it, and he was like the only one left in the house. And mm-hmm. uh, there was like some moments where before she died, there were several things she did. Well, first thing is he had a poster up that he got, so he put her up in the room. And apparently there was a, a moment where she tried to chop down the door like in The Shining and tried to get inside the room because the door was locked and she wanted to take the poster down. And, uh, yeah. and you know, because he was like, okay, I'll let you in, he didn't get a brutal beating from the baseball bat that she was holding. She only got the... The, the 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 least worst part of the bat. I think he she got the he got the end of it and not the front of it. But she took the poster down and there's even one moment where he's like they're driving to, she's driving him to school and I think she got upset because he was like, Oh, I thought you were going on a field trip and he's like, No, I'm just gonna stay behind and be at the school of the library and she's like, What? So she goes drives back home to try to get the, the permission slip and to try to, you know, make him go on the field trip. And then at some point he just takes him out of the car. And, like, as the car is still moving and he's falling out. And... It's like, in some in some of his story, like, he, I think he tries to tell a teacher about this. And the teacher doesn't really do anything about it. 
which I think is I think some some commentator called out of this saying like a teacher is a as a public servant and is need to be protective of these students. If there really is an issue where the teachers weren't saying anything because they were afraid that the mom was going to do something or he was going to get killed or whatever, I can't remember the ex- I can't remember the excuse that the teachers gave him, but it was I guess I guess that it was never investigated. I don't know if there's like corruption in the school, and I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of up in the air, but it's like it was never investigated, and the teachers never really said anything, so that's kind of suspicious. Right, and I think, um, yeah, I I've heard him tell about that incident too. Basically, he said that he, you know, I, she was driving, but she was she was trying to grab him and she was trying to hurt him. And he was, he said that he was worried, genuinely worried about like losing an eye. So he like rolled out of a moving car and, you know, he said that like, Oh yeah. Like the kids at school, cause this was near a school would have seen that. So it's like, why didn't they do anything? And of course that, that is always kind of a problem. Even today, I think, um, you know, they they are a little bit better at saying, like, if you see something that isn't right, you know, if for the love of God, like, do something, tell somebody. So I don't know. I don't know the full story there. But from his from his account, uh, you know, the teachers, the kids who may have seen this incident, nobody really uh, did anything for him there. <clears throat> He also tells a story about how his mom would beat him and then afterwards she would hug him and then say, hey, let's go to Pizza Hut. And she would give him like this, the largest pizza and then he would just sit there eating the pizza while he was bleeding and then trying to smile to try to show like, oh, everything's okay, everything's fine. Uh, he also yeah. He also says that his mom overfed him. To the point where he got so big that, you know, the reason why she did that, he said, was because it would prevent him from leaving the house. Like, he would be so big that he would need assistance getting around in a wheelchair and not being able to walk. So because of that, he would be, she would be able to take care of him for the rest of his life. Which is really narcissistic behavior. Uh, yes, it's it's almost like, it's kind of almost like Munchausen by proxy a little bit. In that way where, you know, you're, you're, you know, obviously it's more, I think, purposeful in this case, but she is, you know, causing him to be very, very unhealthy so that she can still have that, you know, power or control over him and is kind of masking it by taking care of him. Um, but yeah, I think it definitely, even from a long, long time ago, it kind of, it kind of sorted his relationship with food and eating and getting weight. Yes, because this is kind of the source of it. So, yeah, because that was an addiction of his that eating became a coping mechanism a lot because that was usually what would happen. He would get beat up and then he would go and eat to try to make him feel to make him feel better. Yes. And this also affected his relationships with women, too, because his mom didn't like the fact that he was seeing other women. So. I don't know what she would do, but she would like verbally abuse his like his his girlfriends and or they would say like, "Oh, you can't date this girl." It was very Pink Floyd mother-ish. 
If anybody hasn't, <laughs> if anybody hasn't listened to that Pink Floyd song, Mother, that is Boogie's life in a nutshell, uh, with his or his childhood in a nutshell, I should say. Yeah, yeah. There was a wall so, that was being built. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Uh, other things. Oh, yes. The final day that he was leaving the house and leaving her, he was about to go off to college. He was 18. She was about to hit him one more time, but he was so big and strong at that point that he was able to stop her uh, from hitting him. And he's like, look, you're not going to be able to hurt me anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. at that point, once he reali- when she realized that, it's like, oh, I can't really do anything at this point. So that was it. He was able to get away, and then he was able to find his ex-wife, who ended up becoming just another mom for him to take care of him, because that's what he was honestly used to. He was used to somebody taking care of him for so long that he was just looking for a, a, another... Uh, he was looking for a mommy, pretty much. Um, I think that's also along the lines of what he was looking for with uh, Pikachu, too. She was hoping that oh, you could take care of me, and now because you're my sugar baby, you can be my sugar mommy, technically, even though you're like, even though you're like twice my age. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, or half, I think, is probably what you want to say, half the age. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think that is uh, what he was used to. Obviously, he didn't want to be abused anymore. Um, but yeah, just uh a real, a very, a very complicated and just kind of depressing story to hear is about his upbringing. So, um, no matter what, I am glad that he got out of there. Um, but I am sorry it took so long. Yeah. So, uh, and even yeah. and even after all that, he was still willing to forgive, um, you know, be around her, and you know, especially when like all the especially when she was dying and she was on her deathbed. Uh, I think, I think the last words she said to him was like, you know, I was, you know, I'm sorry. I'm like, what do you have to be sorry for? And, you know, you know, he's fully forgiven her. Um, and Mm -hmm. and he's moved on because he really has no, no, really no parent to really go by anymore. So that still lingers Mm -hmm. on in his head. And that goes back to his codependency. Also using the, Oh, yes, because we also have another thing, because she said that she would kill herself if he left the house. Uh, yeah, yeah, very manipulative there. So, so this is where Boogie is getting all this from. Why do you think he was saying that to his fans? Because he got that from his mom. Yeah. And when that's the only yeah. thing you're taught is to be, is if all you've been taught is like from your parents is to be abusive, obviously you're going to be abusive to other people. And yes, and, that's... and uh, as much as I don't think that he wanted this to happen, it does seem that he learned from his parents. Like, if you really are wanting somebody, or are you you're wanting something from somebody, you have to be mean and you have to try to scare them. You know that it's all a matter. That of is survival. something that he picked up. It, yeah, yeah. So, and it's something that he's comfortable with too. I mean, people get comfortable with abuse. If you've been abused, they end up going for... I mean, you see this in relationships where people go to abusive people because that's what they're comfortable and familiar with. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So, 
that whole story has just led to all of this stuff, like his mental illness and the way he treats his fans, the way he treats other people. There was one per there was one girl that was a fan of his and did this whole video basically saying about why she's not a fan of him anymore. And it was about a half hour video and go into all the specifics that we've talked about. A few months later, she does another uh, reaction video where Boogie DM'd her to try to talk to him privately and try to, you know, convince him, convince her otherwise. And she never responded back because I think she was afraid that something was going to happen. So it's just yeah. just more yeah. actions from him. Right. And it's like, I'm, I am glad that she kind of didn't go through with that because you never know how much it could have gotten worse by responding to that. So, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, not, not a good situation. <laughs> and then eventually, I think it was about a month ago, he decided to take three weeks off of YouTube and social media in general. And yes. I did not know this until I was looking it up, but apparently he went to Diamond Dallas Page, who's a part of DDP Yoga. Uh, he usually helps people that are very overweight, very obese, and tries to get them down to a size where they can actually run, where they can actually be flexible and stretch and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. He's He's been helping a lot of people, and he's been helping Boogie, I believe, for, a, uh, for about a year now, or maybe even four years, I want to say. But, uh, oh, okay. Yes, but he's been realizing, like, okay, I really need to, you know, try to, limit the amount of time that I do streams, the amount of time I'm on social media, and about the time I do all this. But will this be consistent? And he and he's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and eventually he weighed himself. He said he was 340. He weighed himself again. He got to 356, so he gained like 16 pounds. It was not what he was expecting. But I saw him like walk around his neighborhood, and he's actually running now from what I saw, which is nice for him. And yeah, yeah. I think it, at some point, I still think there's still some defeat in his voice. I, I hear it. I don't feel like he's comfortable losing all the weight. I still feel like he's not even comfortable being like on YouTube and being comfortable in this position that he's in. I really do feel like he wants to give it all up because there's a point where he's like, you know, if, I, if there's no recourse for me, I'm just going to end it all. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to just let this all go away and then I don't have to worry about this anymore. So there's still no, there's, there's still a lot for him to heal from and it doesn't seem like yes. he's ready to, he's not ready to be fully confident yet. Well, I, I did see something, I think uh, very recently that he made, I think it was a video that he made where he was talking about like, should I kind of, like, should I do a fresh start and make a new YouTube channel? Yes. Um, that that is one thing. Um, I I mean I'm, I mean I think it would probably be more of a like you know a a, meta, a me- metaphorical like refresh for him, but it really wouldn't change that much. I don't think. No. So yeah. <laughs> I would say still keep the channel. Uh, just change, yeah. your, just change your content to more focusing on yourself. Like, yeah. Go back to what and, people um, originally liked you for. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know it is kind of hard for people to watch somebody kind of be 
you know, really self-destructive. But of course, the ones who did try to reach out to him, he, you know, refused them at first. So, um, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm not sure. I'm not sure how uh, it's going to continue, but uh, we'll have to see. Well, I, th- you know, there's this, like this whole phase when people try to go through change. Uh, usually when you get to the point where it sucks the most, there's a point where you just really want to give up. And you really mm-hmm. just want to not do this anymore. But usually right. when people get out of that phase, they go into a progression stage. So right now he's in the, oh, I'm about to give up stage. So if he makes it yeah. past that, he'll progress and then he'll be able to gain do all this stuff. I mean, look. He got new teeth. He got new dentures, so he no longer has his old crooked teeth anymore. Uh, and I, yes, I saw that. Mm-hmm. When he when I saw that video, I was like, oh, my God, now he doesn't have to worry about the crooked stuff anymore. I just really wish he would, like, go for Medicare for All and all that that covers dental. That's like a policy that's trying to be put out there that would help a lot more people, but he doesn't advocate for it. So I was just really hoping that he would do that, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. Instead, he yeah. did, did like this plan where he's trying to get other people to go through the same procedure. But that procedure is a lot of money. A lot of people can't afford that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure it was, you know, I think it it did, you know, help him, you know, feel better about a lot of things uh, massively. <laughs> but, of course, you know, not everybody is going to uh, be able to do that same situation if that's what they want. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he also got a haircut. He looks 20 years younger, to be quite honest. He doesn't look like somebody that's 45. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, all in all, I mean, to, to to end this on a note for Boogie, you know, Boogie probably will listen to this, and I know that we're going to be a lot different than how other people have uh, criticized him. Uh, these The people have been a lot more, I would say, more aggressive about their analysis on him than we have and we've certainly looked at it a little bit differently but you know boogie is just somebody that he has the same like narcissistic tendencies as pro jared but at least with boogie he explains why he's like this and why he wants to change himself with pro jared he never really got that sense you could still feel a lot of anger coming from him and, and like how dare this happen to me and i'm just trying to go back to the way things were and never you know, express that to my friends or fans at all. Um, but with Boogie, it's right. like, I really want to get help. I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to. And he's still lost in a sense. And he's still trying to find his way after being on this for so long. And I hope he does because I'm trying, yeah. I'm going through my own journey as well. And I've, you know, I've, I've been doing other things besides legends and I'm trying to, pursue a different I'm trying to pursue a path that I think is right for me and I know that I'm not going to give up on myself and I don't want I don't want him to give up on himself either so I just hope that if he ever does listen to this that he realizes that you know you don't need to start a new YouTube channel you could definitely stick with the one you have just make sure you Mm -hmm. keep the content the way that people can get inspired still by and maybe you can even get back some of the people that you lost I know that's a tough thing but or just focus on the fans that stuck with you for so long and stick with the friends that actually did stick with you. Like McJugger Nuggets and Kid Behind the Camera. Mike and Jesse, they still stuck by him through all this shit. And Yeah, yeah. So, 
That's what I would hope yeah. for Boogie. Yeah, absolutely. I there, you know, there is there's no shame in going through a really rough time and not just feeling feeling like you're at a standstill. And I I hope that he does continue to um just you know, better himself and do what it is he really wants to do and, you know, not give up. Cause I think, I mean, who knows, you know, who knows what'll happen in, you know, five years. Um, you could always, you're always looking back and being like, you know, it's, it's kind of a distant memory now when I used to kind of be at that point in my life. And so there is always a way to improve things. Um, so I, I genuinely hope that he doesn't, you know, give up and doesn't uh, stay at a standstill because, you know, I've I've been through that myself where I just kind of feel I've felt like with in my life I've been in a rut. Um, but, you know, I'm never going to as far as I as far as I can, I'm not going to stop trying to get a running start and, you know, pull myself into something better. So. Yeah, I hope that he'll continue to do that. So, so with all that being said, let's do some comments from our fans. Let's end the show with some fun, shall we? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, should I start from the beginning here? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. <laughs> Death Grip says, a Dini and a ghosty. I shall accept this deal. <laughs> Sign on the dotted line. This is where exactly where you're going to get. <laughs> yes. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Stark Mad 91 says, Joe, show the people a pic of Boogie's messed up teeth. Um, well, I mean, we don't really show things on here. We no. just talk about things. Um, uh, get in the damn robot says, uh, Hey, somebody drove through Home Depot's drive-thru today and put the Home Depot theme song on full blast. There's okay. a Home Depot theme song? <laughs> I guess I guess I didn't really know that either. Uh, I'm just thinking of Hank Hill at this point. <laughs> I'm trying to get a yeah. tap and die and some WD-40 to get out of this godforsaken store. <laughs> I feel like if... Uh, if Bobby showed him how to change his ringtone on his old cell phone, that's what he would pick. <laughs> so, no, no. Uh, uh, back in the day when we used to do <clears throat> intros for Legends, uh, we would have like yeah. something like, "What you watching, Bobby? Dad." <laughs> that's right. Dad, I'm watching Boogie. What the <laughs> tarnation is he doing? Why is he destroying that perfectly good video game system? <laughs> Mountain Dew, <laughs> yes. he should be drinking beer. <laughs> but Dad, Mountain Dew's good. <laughs> that stuff's got sugar in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I remember. I think uh, I feel like the most iconic one was for the uh, original uh, Onision video. <laughs> I think that's how you started it out. <laughs> yeah, we actually did it with Elsa Gate. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Starkman91 says, Boogie also claimed he was gay. Uh, I guess I, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, never caught my attention either. 
Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Um, uh, Sketchity says, I think when you become a YouTube personality, it amplifies who you are. And when you try to be an open book, not because that is who you are, but it continues his income. Um, so, I guess. <laughs> so basically saying I, he's doing it for money? I, I, I guess so. Um, yeah, I... I guess I mean I'm I have no idea what people's intentions are really with that kind of thing. I no. mean I know some people kind of try to try to continue as their old self to try to keep a career, you know, when it comes to YouTube. Um it's kind of a a tough economy so to speak on YouTube these days. Yeah, well, especially since people um, only rely that as their only source of income. Yes, that's I I I wouldn't recommend that. Well, I would recommend like going um, to like to other places to get assets. Like there's um there's like many different things that people can do uh to sort of like get things from different places. I mean, that's how the 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 the, the wealthy get wealthy. Yeah, yeah. Cuz they make money um, in their sleep. Yeah. Uh Let's see. Sketchity also says, I think, um, referring to uh, Pikachu, uh, Sketchity says, she's not a cam girl, Joe. She's an influencer. Ah, okay. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> the truth be told. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally familiar with that whole situation, but... I don't know. I guess I don't know what influencers do these days. Uh, let's see. Uh, StarkMad91 says, Wait, Joe, don't forget about his failed marriage. Well, I mean, we touched, yeah, we touched on that. the divorce. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, not into depth because that's not something that she was willing to do. So. No. She just didn't. Um, she just didn't like the whole like fame and having to keep putting up with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sketchity says, "Of course, Keemstar is his friend. He brings Christmas cookies." <laughs> oh Lord! Um, Christmas cookies! Oh joy! Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sketchity says Keemstar is also Etika's quote unquote friend. Yes, he was actually the one that talked to his family after the the, the recent passing of him. Yeah, yeah. Um Keemstar should sit down, go back to the tree and make cookies. <laughs> Sketchity says. Um let's see. Uh, Redneck Gamer says it's a song called Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yes. Uh, I am very familiar with the song considering what my name is. Everybody would say that to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember what we were talking about there, but <laughs> it's all right. Um, let's see. Uh, I think, I think uh, regarding the Tesla... Uh, Johnny Cage says, aren't they at 100k? 10k doesn't seem too much. It could be 100k. I could be getting the numbers wrong. But, I mean, even then, 10k, 100k, 
And like most people don't have enough money for that anyway. So I mean, there's still a lot of money even right. for Boogie's sake. I mean, I'm surprised yeah. even Jesse got a Tesla. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I I think Teslas are really cool, but it's like not in my lifetime. I can never afford one. I mean, I would get stock in Tesla because they'll be bigger in like twenty, thirty years. But yeah, just don't afford. Yeah. Just don't buy one until you can actually get like ten times the amount that it is. So I feel like if you had a million dollars, then you could get a Tesla. Right, and I think when to when electric cars are a little bit more commonplace, because you know, really, like for other electric cars, there aren't that many places to charge them, and they take a long time. So I think once all that is innovated, uh, maybe that'll be kind of a better time to do that. Vote for the Green New Deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Sketchity says, every YouTuber seems to be bad with money. And there are a couple replies here. Uh, Redneck Gamer says, that's because they've never had to budget. And Johnny Cage says, I think James seems pretty responsible. Oh, uh, uh, the I nerd? Guess. James Rolf, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yes, because a lot of people don't know how to use their money properly because they weren't trained to use their money properly once they become famous. I mean, people, I mean, this is what happens when you see like musicians, when they get big, they end up wasting most of it. Or when it comes to athletes, they waste most of it because, yeah, unless you're, and I, I think that that is always the um the the meme too right like oh well i know the pythagorean theorem from school but i don't know how to do my taxes you know <laughs> like stuff like that cuz they they don't really teach you very much about finance unless it's like an elective of some kind so or you learn it yeah. on your own like shaq did yeah yeah um yeah uh let's see uh the Playa 2000 says, hearing all about this just makes me go, wow, those things had actually happened because I was once subscribed to Boogie due to his Francis videos, which I found funny. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah. hard, especially if you're a fan of his. I mean, I, right, ne- I so... never was. So when I looked at it, I was like, oh, boy. Right. And uh, it kind of just seemed like. For the most part, everything happened at once. So, um, yeah. Or at least, you know, one after the other after the other. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, Johnny Cage says, Boogie does seem to lie a lot, but the bystander effect is real. Oh, yes. People have accused him of being a fence sitter. Just sitting on the sidelines and just... Letting things happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Redneck Gamer says, uh, Boogums loves to lie. According to Boogums, his parents were a part of some child sex trafficking ring. Mind you, that's all hearsay from what I got, got off a video about him that YouTube suggested to me. So Boogie, so Boogie's parents were a part of uh, like another version of Pizzagate? I I don't know. I guess I personally never heard him say any of that. Yeah, because I didn't I, catch I, that I don't either. know. Uh, I mean, if that is true, obviously, just 
yeah um another uh another really bad thing to add to the plate um so let's see uh oh he also says uh i guess i'm a bit more cynical when it comes to boogie um and i don't i don't blame i don't blame people for that i mean everybody's gonna have Mm -hmm. differing reactions to him so i don't necessarily say and to anybody it's like yeah you could be you could you could definitely look at boogie the way you want to i mean if you're gonna accept him you accept him if you don't absolutely yeah and absolutely it's very very clear that he is not a perfect person and um there excuse me there's been a lot that uh he's gone through in his life and he explains it i mean of course not as good as when you're you know making jokes that some people are like uh what are you talking about um uh but yeah uh let's see Uh, Starfang says, uh, where did the whole Boogie Died meme come from? Because uh, I think he was threatening suicide. I think that's where oh, it started from. Right. I that, yeah. I could be totally misconstruing that, but I think that's what I remember seeing it. Because I, yeah. I think he was saying, like, oh, I'm going to do it, I'm going to finally do it, and I think like people were starting to do a memes of it. Like, oh, is today the day? Oh, yeah. Which is cruel, but, I mean, people were saying the same thing about Etika, too. Oh, yeah. Lord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, So, yeah, not... um. Again, no matter what people say, it's never a good idea to say that lightly or take it lightly, so... Well, you know, um, it's like, it's that type of YouTube or that internet crowd where you're trying to be edgy. I mean, I mean, Boogie was trying to be edgy at the same time as well. I mean... He was like trying to be a lot more of that because he thought that's what people would like. Because yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that that is true. Um, uh, Sketchity says the influencer comment was a joke. By the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mooney says that boy ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> Dan, come see this giant man. He's in a bathtub hugging another man. <laughs> that boy ain't right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, let's see. I'm sending you to Catholic school. <laughs> oh, no, no, I take that back. He wouldn't send him to Catholic school. He's like, you're going to an all-Christian school. Because I don't think he like. I don't think Hake Hill likes Catholics. But, Dad, I don't want to be a nun. That's not how it works, That's son. <laughs> Bob. No, no, he would dress up like a nun. Like, Dad, look what we learned in school today. Bobby, take that <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, boy, no, yeah. <laughs> There's so many possibilities. Com- no, before it goes to commercial. Like, he's like, so, how was, how was Christian school, Bobby? Dad, it turns out I'm going to be one of the nuns. I start tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay hank i turned out to be a nun (laughs) shut up dale (laughs) oh dale would do something like that (laughs) now i'm just imagining a nun holding a beer with the sunglasses like dale (laughs) yep (laughs) yep (laughs) 
What have I got myself into, Dale? What have you done to me? <laughs> Look, you want to get your kid back? <laughs> then do the rosary, um, Hank. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shane O'Brien says, Hey, Joe, are you still doing the episode of, on Sargon of Akkad from last season? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I know that we tried to do that last season. We didn't get around to it. And considering that this also had a little bit of part of this episode, um, we might have to revisit that. Because um, I know yeah. I didn't include that in there. Because that's got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, I and I, I would need to do a little bit more... I guess a little more researching on that myself because I've, I've heard, I've heard the name of this person and I know like Anita Sarkeesian and things like that. But I, yeah, I, I would need to do a little bit more on that myself. Cause I'm, I'm kind of curious about what that, yeah, what kind of is going on there. Oh, we, we tried um, recording the episode for it, but one of our, uh, one of the guys's mics didn't go through. So when I was trying to edit the episode, oh, it wasn't going okay. through. So we never got around to redoing it. And we've been, I've been trying to put it off because uh, I was trying to take some, really need some time off. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah Reno, literally. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Even now, I'm uh, using the mic connected to my phone because I have a headset for my computer, but I can't get it to work. I I can't get my computer to hear my voice <laughs> so here i am on my phone anyway um uh oh yeah he shane says uh more stuff on more stuff of him happened with ukip and all oh yes because he tried to run for the uk party and he got milk oh and he got milkshaked oh <laughs> oh dear anyway mooney says yep Sips beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just hope that King of the Hill uh, next new season starts to get made by Mike Judge because there's like a a rumor that uh, he was going to try to do it like Hank uh, King of the Hill like 20 years later, like everybody's older. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. When uh, when. Bobby's all grown up and he's a full full blown nun. <laughs> Forgive me, Father, for I have sand. <laughs> yeah. Um <clears throat> uh David Winters says, What about Super Mario Logan and Amy's baking company? Oh yes, we didn't do those either. Um yeah, we're gonna have to find some time to fit those in, probably like Sometime down the line. I, I don't know exactly when because we got a lot to cover in this season. We got yeah, we've got nineteen I've, more to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've heard a lot of things. And uh, <laughs> Sketchy says I've been waiting for Amy's Baking Company forever. <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, I watched that. I actually watched the episode multiple times. Like the one the Kitchen Nightmares. That's like the one time. Uh, it's like the one time where you actually feel bad for Gordon Ramsay because <laughs> it's like I like I, I can't understand what and every time he would yell he'd be like yes get him get him Gordon and he'd be just 
<laughs> You'd be like, oh, this is the one time where people actually feel compelled to hear you scream at somebody because they just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Anyways, uh, actually... Sketchity says the, the story continues after the episode. Yeah, that too. I guess. Yes, yeah, so yeah. a lot of things happen, especially online. But, you know, we'll have to save all that for the episode. Oh, boy. Yeah, I am uh, curious to learn more, I guess. <laughs> you can I don't actually, know the full you could, story. You can actually watch the episode on YouTube. Uh, like the film company that made Kitchen Nightmares, they put all the episodes up uncensored, oh. uncensored on their YouTube page. I think it's Film Rise Kitchen Nightmares because Film Rise was the production company that made Amy's Baking Company or the Kitchen Nightmares show. And they were able yeah. they put all of their – episodes from all their seasons on there and amy's baking company i believe has got the most views and so oh, i would you wow. could so you can actually watch it on youtube uh, uncensored i i wonder what the comments on that video look like <laughs> oh i believe i don't know if they disable comments i don't know but i think they haven't I, so there's probably a lot of them yeah uh, not to mention probably the like to dislike ratio i'm not sure Oh no, people love uh, the episode. They just hate Dead. <laughs> yeah. They actually said it was like the uh, it was they said it was the episode that killed the series because they knew there was not gonna get anything better than that. Oh that yeah, that that's what Sketchity says right here. Sketchity says that episode caused the show to end. I, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, because they did one more season and then it just never was able to bounce back because everyone was like, Oh, there's no way they're topping this. <laughs> Wow. Because once Gordon Ramsay walks out, it's kind of tough to do another episode like that. Right. Uh, even though Bar Mooney says, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I said, even though Bar Rescue, they had like four walkouts, or I should say five walkouts. Yeah. And they yeah. still are on the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mooney says, the one time that Ramsay gives up hope on a restaurant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much so I was like you felt bad for him because you would you would use every type of logic necessary and they would just be like why are you behaving like this oh lord <laughs> uh yeah Shane says when Sargon episode comes around uh be ready for the Sargon fanboys rage as they are crazy <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, we've, we've 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 been pretty tame with this show when it comes to fans of like a particular legend that we've done here. But then again, we're not that big anyway, so. Uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, I hope that we do a good job of discussing these things honestly, and uh, analyzing them in an appropriate way. Like we're not, you know, we're not trying to just like randomly, you know, shit on people. But no. yeah. Um, David Winter says, I sell propane and propane accessories. <laughs> I sell none and nunnery accessories. <laughs> I sell rosaries and rosary accessories. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, come, to, come to our shop where we sell crosses and cross accessories. <laughs> now I'm just thinking... I'm just thinking now, what if Bobby opened up a restaurant and then Gordon Ramsay came around? <laughs> oh, God. Or, no, no, Hank Hill. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like Gordon, we need your help. My, sta my, yeah. my propane steakhouse is not doing so well. <laughs> God, if Kitchen Nightmares were around that long, they probably would have gotten them on there. 
Yeah, like, let me show you how to grill. <laughs> let me show you how we grill here. Look, okay, the way you're doing it is just, like, fucking nonsense. Like, do <laughs> you serious? Sure, you should be swearing on, li on television? I apologize, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine he'll be like, it's fucking raw! It's and then he's raw! Like, it's fucking he's like, raw! <laughs> no, that, my son, is what we call medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, it's fucking raw, Bobby. <laughs> like Bobby just starts going around all across the house, like, "Mom, yeah. this this eggs are fucking raw." <gasps> Bobby. <laughs> That's it, Mr. Ramsey. I want you to apologize for what you did to my son. Otherwise, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> That's it, Gordon Ramsay. I'm gonna kick your ass. And then, of course, they got the cameras on them, and they got the they got the bouncers all ready to go. Oh my god, dang it! <laughs> so everybody, everybody in the chat, cast your votes. Who's gonna win this fight? <laughs> no, it'd be better if you was like a contestant on Hell's Kitchen, and he's like, "What's your name? My name is Hank Hill." All right, Hank, what do you got for us today? I got a propane steak. Uh, uh, <laughs> I gotta tell you, that is fucking disgusting. <laughs> well, I would appreciate it if you would not swear. And then, of course, they get into, like, he's a part of, like, the blue kitchen. He's like, like, Hank, get over here. Do you not realize that this fish is fucking raw? And it's like, what are you talking about? This fish is cooked properly. I've been cooking fish for 20 years. <laughs> I've been catching fish oh, for 30 years. <laughs> It's just like comedy gold right there, oh, and they haven't done it. Yeah, any. and I hope too. I hope I hope that they animate. Um, I hope that they animate uh, Gordon Ramsay to look like Hank Hill and the rest of the characters. Oh Jesus! Yes, he, he has to be animated for that universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's like he sets one of the pans on fire. Like. Blah! <laughs> Hank, what the hell are you doing? Why are you screaming like that? <laughs> oh, Lord. Look, this, yeah. st this stuff writes itself. It does. <laughs> what are you going to do now, country boy, huh? For using the Lord's name in vain, I'm going to kick your ass twice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate you telling that about my God. <laughs> And then Bobby comes back in the nun suit, but then, uh, or in the nun outfit, and then, uh, Hank just slowly pushes him back out of frame. It's like, no, 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 this is not my son. <laughs> God, Lord Almighty. The country boy strikes again. Oh, God. Help me, please. <laughs> oh, my God. My face hurts. <laughs> and he's like, he's doing like one of, he's doing like one of those, um, those little, those little, uh, mini, those little games that they play, those little challenges. He's like, "Lord, please make sure this country boy doesn't make me vomit all over the place." <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be shitting propane for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't appreciate that comment. That's not that's not how propane works, Mr. Ramsey. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, we uh, we mash up a lot of uh, ideas on this channel. <laughs> yes, we do. Always, See, this is end up making me like cry. <laughs> this is a Skype conversation between me and Ghosty when we're not doing the show. Yes, just the other day we were talking about the uh, the Legends fan fiction uh, possibilities. Yeah, and uh, it got very my immortals. So. Yes. We had uh, we had Chris Chan <laughs> and uh, Dark Side Phil as like the like the couple yes. in the thing. Very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fail. Oh, fail! You make me blush, you homo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's uh, that's that's our conversations right there. Yeah. And anything Phoenix Wright related? Yes. Oh my God, I'm I'm excited for I'm excited for when we do that. It'll yeah. Be fun. <laughs> yes, I will. I will perfect my parrot impression. By the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any more uh, comments, or are they just like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um. Shane says, uh, next Hank Hill versus DSP. <laughs> uh, we'll probably save that uh, for next episode. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I don't want to hurt I... Ghosty's face even more. <laughs> uh, my, my face always hurts when I hang out with you guys. You're, you're too funny. <laughs> but it's not a bad thing. No. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I guess I don't see much more here. All right. So. Well, that's uh, our yeah. that's our episode. Uh, yeah. So we got guess who we got next? Digibro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Digibro is somebody that is pretty not well known, but is definitely got some things. Let's just say. And oh, okay. Yeah, so we're gonna do that next week, and when that yeah. happens, me and Ghosty will be returning. To do that episode, yes. and for those yep. of, for those of you that are going to be interested in that, we'll be back next Saturday for our live show. For those of you listening on the podcast, you're listening to this on a Tuesday when this comes out. But uh, for those all mm -hmm. of you listening on the live show, thank you so much. For those listening on the podcast, thank you so much. And for the next time we get on here, we'll see you all guys later. Until then, bye everybody. Yeah, thanks everybody. See ya. <laughs>